Welcome to the Contemporary Conversations podcast, biblical thinking on modern challenges. We are hosts, Joe and Nick, talk about modern issues that affect the local church in our Christian walk. So let's listen in on this newest episode. Last week, myself and Nick were in a conversation about mental health. And it's a pretty important subject during this pandemic that we're going through. So let's continue the conversation from last week. Because one day it's going to be you, the next day it's going to be somebody else. Because we, we're all human and we all, until Christ returns or we, you know, on this side of eternity, we're, we're going to struggle with, with these things, whether it be depression, anxiety, uh, panic, pick one. Just, just and, pick and, one. and again, like and, Nick said in the beginning, whether even if you are a pastor or an elder or a deacon, you can, like, it's okay to struggle. Um, I know what it's like to have the understanding that I have a responsibility for this flock and I have a set of standards that I am now held to as a pastor and under shepherd. But I also know what it's like to also have the mindset of because of that, I have to make sure nobody sees a single crack in my facade <laughs> because that's dangerous because that's how it's some pastors push that out there that you cannot let people see you weak. You can, and sometimes pastors are told that like, and it's wrong. Now, obviously, yeah, you have to be careful who you talk to when you're a pastor. Sure. Um, you, that's the honest truth because Let's be honest, the church is full of humans and the church is full of people who want power and, you know, there may be people that don't like you and they're just waiting for that one one crack in your armor that they they, they want to expose and then tell everybody about, like, ha ha, ha ha ha, you know? Um, So you have to be careful who you talk to, but you need to talk to someone. Sure. Whether it's someone that's older than you and wiser who's been down this road that basically can give you the been there, done that response. Because trust me, it's, it's, it's a cheesy response, but sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it's a response you need to hear that someone has been through what you're going through. And that you're not alone in that struggle. Yeah. And oh, then sure. yeah. you need to let your leadership team know, because I believe the role of the pastor, whether it's your associate pastors and your elder or deacon teams you are responsible to disciple them as the pastor. Like you are to be in such a close relationship with them. You know, every bit about them, their life, their mental health, everything so that you're there for them so that they can be taken care of as well. But at the same time, you can let them know whether, whether it's a relationship like you have with your pastor, James, where there is a give and a take in that relationship where you guys have the ability to take care of him and be the sounding board for him and let him let it out. Or if not, if it's just the leadership structures allow that, that at least you're letting them know I have accountability partner. I have someone I'm talking to. Here's their name. Here's their number. Um, you are free to call them because you are the leadership team that, that makes sure I'm on track and in the right place that you are free to talk to this person. Um, if you ever feel that I'm not in the right place. Um, so, uh, you know, and obviously, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between, um, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, we're seven months in, technically eight if you want to count February. Um, 
people that may not may have been fine. Like when we first did the episode, they're like, Oh, I'll be fine. I'm good. That they may not be fine now. You know, I, I know that I know a lot of people, even, even my own marriage where seven months, you start to have even problems between spouses. You, you start to uh, find yourself either fighting more or, or wondering even what to talk about anymore, you know, because maybe, you know, like for us, uh, me and ministry and school and the kids and my wife with her job and the kids, like there's all these life things that are going on that you just, you don't have maybe the most intimate relationship that maybe you did before kids where now you're home every day together and you're forced with that fact and you're forced (laughs) to have conversations and it's hard because it's almost like, I know for me, I missed having good intimate conversations in my life on a daily basis. We had probably gone to more on a quarterly basis by 14, 15 years of marriage where I, it was, but then it was like, so what do we talk about? What should we pray about? That's deeper than just the surfacey things. Gee, we just discovered a bump here. How do we, how do we get over this bump together? And can we do that together? And so whether you're a pastor, elder, or just a general attendee of a church, you'll find out that, you know what, you, you may have some stuff you need to walk through together. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to go to your pastor for counseling. It's okay to go to a counselor for counseling. It's okay to, to be honest and, and to be honest with each other. You know, I just preached at a church in Leadville, Colorado uh, a month ago. And yes, well, Yes, it was yesterday. Today's Monday we're recording, but I preached yesterday. But I preached them on prayer and how you know important it is for the body of believers to have a relationship with each other, to be able to tell the truth to each other, to be honest with each other, to seek prayer for the things, whether it's something to rejoice or something that is bad or sad or hard, that that's where we should be as our brother and sisters, that we should be able to, you know, if, if Nick looks at me and says, how are you doing today? That it should be okay for me looking going, well, actually it was a pretty rough, rough couple days. And Nick should not be afraid of that. Right? I mean, oh, absolutely. That's if you it don't even <laughs> it's one of my biggest, I think, biggest societal pet peeves for me is the fact that if you don't if you don't actually care about how I'm doing, don't even ask. You know. And I know, you know, I know the the tendency is to uh to, hey, how you doing? I'm good and leave it at that. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes when people ask me that question, I just kind of like, you know what? I've, I've really had better and it, yeah. it, it throws them off. Yeah. It really yeah. throws them off. So don't be sincere. Um, when it comes to the, per, when it comes to the individual who, who's helping someone else, be sincere and genuine in your, in your care and your empathy towards that person. And for the person who's going through those mental, uh, mental struggles, uh, you know, as Joe mentioned, it's very easy to to just keep it all in. But when you keep it in, you internalize it. That that never helps. It never ever helps. Now, be wise and be discerning when it comes to who you talk to. But you need to talk to someone. I held with, with my anxiety. I held that in a year and a half before it, it finally uh, accumulated to to um, the darkest time of my life. You can go back to the previous episode about mental health and, and hear the story, yeah. but I kept it inside and it took, it took that took me getting to that point to go get real help. 
Yeah. And and now it's a year, you know, it's a it's a year uh, almost a year since then and I am in a much better place. Do I still have the do I still have my bouts with with the anxiety and and depression? Sure. And then that's always going to be the case, but But does it mean you're not a Christian? <gasps> no. No, it does no. not. Absolutely not. That's the thing about it is look, we I always reference Charles Spurgeon because it is it is widely known that he suffered with he suffered depression, clinical depression. And just go read a biography on Charles Spurgeon, and you will see that it is while it is it's a thorn in the flesh that God gives us in order to make his grace known and in order for his grace to be perfected within us. And so the thing is find somebody who you can talk to, reach out. That's the first step to 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 working to getting in a, a place where you can we can work through these issues and you're able to 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 get from the valley you know, get out of that valley. Yeah, and also I think you, you and if you know people, if you're good friends with someone, always look for signs. Like, hmm. Like I know with Nick, if he doesn't respond back within 24 hours, I might think something's wrong. If it's not a Saturday. Yeah. So Saturdays <laughs> he has let me know I may not write back. But I know like if I'm just texting him stuff, you know, if he doesn't get back to me for a couple days, I might need to either knock on his door or call his wife and just be like, yo, is Nick okay? You know? That's very uh, true. And and he's fine with that because he knows that I'm the kind of person where I actually will follow through with the threat of knocking on the door or just showing up and going, dude, bro, what's up? He's done it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and but the thing is, is if you know someone well enough or you're getting to know them that it's all of a sudden you're like, hmm, this is unusual. Right. Don't just blow it off. Don't just be like, ah, it's probably nothing. Like, like in this season... Yeah, this, this this is season. the time where yeah. you may want to give them a call or you may, and if they're not answering, go show up at their house and just knock on the door and be like, hey, you know? Now, maybe you don't want to tell them, I am here because you didn't call me because that just sounds weird. But if, like, you have a genuine concern, just go over and just be like, hey, how you doing? Just like, come by. Here's some coffee or, you know, here's whatever you enjoy. Like, just, hey, what's up? Just want to see how you're doing. Okay, cool. Talk to you later. You'd be surprised how much that can change a person's day. Absolutely, you don't. It doesn't have to be a three-hour counseling session. It can be as simple as as just as that. like Nick coming over and me just yeah. spewing all of <laughs> all of that pain out, and then Nick going, "Yeah, I need to go home." Um, <laughs> my wife's it cooked dinner. It wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. <laughs> yeah. It was but, a gist. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, well, to me, it was like uh, you know, I I know for me, like letting it off my chest though was what was needed because sure. Uh, that post was also to just show people how human I am that just because I carry this title of pastor or heck, even the title of Christian doesn't mean like Paul admitted, doesn't mean that everything has been magically just taken away. Absolutely now not. God has the ability to do that. Yes. But for me, my PTSD, my anxiety, all that that's tied to that. That's my thorn and things trigger that thorn. And I would love for it to go away. I'd love for my wife not to have to suffer through things when they happen to me because she does suffer through it. Um, and same with you, with your spouse. It's like, the, yeah, we wish this could just go away, you know? And what we have to say to you, listener, is whether you're a member or a leader, it's okay. It's going to be okay, but you have to do, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you have to do the big boy thing, and that's put on your big boy pants, and you have to talk to someone. Whether you're the one that needs to go talk to someone or you're the person that needs to go knock on that door and let them be able to talk to you and give them that opportunity. That's what it comes down to. 
Amen. And we're seven to eight months into this, and it's got no, quote, no end in sight. Trust me, even the, quote, unquote, strongest people are finding themselves at a loss, finding themselves struggling, whether it's because of now maybe they've lost their job. Maybe now their jobs just can't pay them uh, to not be at work, or they're going back to work, or they're getting sick, or people around them are getting sick, or whatever's going on in life that is bringing on these stresses that now, how do I deal with this? And for a lot of us, it may be like we're not seeing each other as much, so it makes it harder to to breathe, to let it out, to, to or to have someone being able to catch us in that moment. Like for me, no one caught me in the moment because I was home. It happened at home. You know, my wife knew something was going on, but she didn't know exactly enough to whether she could, should text someone or or anything like that. And no one, it's not like Nick was around to just see me during the day to be like, hey, bro, <laughs> what's wrong? Like something's wrong, you know? But it took me like calling Nick and being like, I need to talk. And him going, fine. Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, it took, but it took me at that dark place going, I just need like, fine, I'm making a call because no one's going to call me, you know, because also that happens too is, you know, in your darkest place, your phone's not ringing because again, people don't know. And so it took me picking up the phone and texting or calling you at the time and saying, I really need to talk. I just need somebody in a chair across from me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's up to whenever you are the person that's being called, it's up to you to set it. Just, if you can set aside whatever you're doing and just go, just go. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, the Joe and the the uh, the listeners. You know, there's a small part of me that was, you know, it's like uh, it was right after work, if I remember correctly. It's probably a long day, I'm sure, because most of my days are long. And and you, you were know, hungry. And I was, <laughs> and the small the the fleshly part of me that was selfish was like, I just want to go home and eat dinner and go to bed, but. Some, a brother in Christ needed needed me to be there. So put aside the pride and put aside the selfishness and act, act. Yeah. Whether whether it's making a phone call to someone or whether it is picking up the phone, you need to act. Yeah. And listen, I think that's another thing a lot of people, like I know in the beginning of my marriage, uh, my wife is a fixer. I'll come through the problem. Her immediate reaction is, oh, well, this is how you should do it differently. This is, this is what you should have done. This is well, what you should do to fix it. Raise my hand yeah, right now. That's- and, and that for the first few years of our marriage was one of the big thorns in our marriage because she was wondering why I was being so upset when she was just trying to give me a fix. And it took us sitting down with our friend, an older, wiser pastor, who was like, okay, now, Joe, what are you trying to say to your wife? And I remember looking at her going, I just need you to listen. I don't need a fix. I don't need ideas. I don't need to know what I could have done differently. I just need you to hear the pain that I'm in so I can get it off my chest. <laughs> and that's actually really <laughs> funny you mentioned that because I, you know, I'm the fixer with, with, and with me and, and Rebecca's, uh, you know, our relationship. So, when Rebecca comes to me with something, she, we know now it took, you know, trial and error. We know, I know, especially uh, when she's talking to me, if she says, I just need to vent, I shut, shut up. up. <laughs> no, you're right, dude. Yeah. yeah no, it, because 
I, I, I disengage my problem-solving brain, and I just turn on my listening brain, and I just listen. And honestly, by the time she's done venting, she feels better. And, and then, if she asks, there you go. what do you yeah. think? Or yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah. I, there you go. Then yeah. you can turn on the fixing. Yeah. But be prepared to listen and, and, not, and, and maybe even the simplest words of, well, let's pray. Or if it's something you've been through, you can be like, I understand and I'm Affir- here for you. Affirming those feelings. Affirming the feelings. As legitimate. Yeah. Um, being prepared to, I mean, number one, to pray, I think helping them and praying with them, but being prepared to literally leave the house of wherever they are without saying a single thing to quote unquote fix the situation. Yep, I agree. Maybe now if it's something more serious, like really depressed and they're considering suicide, then you oh, stick around, course. you get yeah. extra help, whatever you do. But, but if it's like depression, like where it's like, I just need to get things off my chest and, and Nick can look at me and go, okay, he feel like you're feeling better now. I can tell, you know, like I even think that night, like you started joking around like, well, I'm ready for go home and eat my dinner. I think it's time to go, you know? And, <laughs> and, but, but he knew that I was in a mode where I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, sorry to keep you for so long. I just had to get this off my chest. Be prepared to leave without, you know, like when our son had cancer. There were people that literally came into our house, held us, cried with us, left the house. Not a word was spoken. You know, it's kind of funny. It, that always reminds me of uh, in the book of Job whenever, you know, the he, he lost his possessions and, and his kids and his wife had just, you know, like essentially said, curse just God, curse and, God die. and die. Yeah. And so, like, his friends show up. And it's great because I think it's at the end of the, one of those chapters that said they just sat around. They just sat there. Yep. And honestly, it's probably the most the is probably the most honest, helpful thing that those the, his friends did. Especially if you read the if you read All the rest stuff, of the book. Yeah. yeah, if you read the rest of the book of Job, it's when they start talking that they start spiraling down to bad advice. But just sitting there, mourn. Just mourn. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a matter of mourning with. And people. like for me, like in my situation back in August, the end of August, there, like. I just had a lot of stuff that in my mind was being interpreted as like, come on, God, why is everything going sideways? Why, you know, with the dog dying and our finances were not good in that place. And, and there was the stress of ministry. And then also at the same time, like I can't seem to find a job, uh, you know, no matter what I do, uh, you know, that everything was going wrong. And, but in my situation, I just needed to get all of that off the chest, all of it. Every little bit needed to come out, you know, but there may be people that they don't even know how to express even why they're depressed because it's the Rona. Yeah. They, they may have no idea like why they're depressed where all they need is a shoulder to cry on. Yep. And let me tell you guys, it's okay to cry and it's okay to cry in the arms of another brother to, to just let out the emotion because you know, it's, it's the spirit will intercede for us. It, with grumblings and mo- moans and gr- moaning and grumbling uh, where it's like, we have no words to say and all we can do is, and I don't know about anyone else listening, but I've had a moaning cry Ooh. session where it's just, it's your soul bearing itself. I mean, especially when our child was diagnosed with cancer, you want to talk about bearing your soul in tears, you know, it happens. It doesn't matter what place you're in. Doesn't whether you're a pastor or a member, anxiety hits, depression hits, um, and even more so because we're leaders, because we have bigger burdens on our shoulders. 
And it's not like this is the type of job you just quit. <laughs> um, you know, luckily there are some churches where they look at their pastor and he's been working his tail off and they tell him, you know what? Go take a month off with pay and just go be with your family and don't even think about the church. Just, just rest in the Lord, go on a vacation. Like, and they call that sabbaticals. And it's, and I think if you feel that your pastor or heck, even an elder is, is, is at that place, like, it's not a bad thing to sit down with the leadership team and say, we need to bless our leader and send him on vacation for a, a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. Just get him to a place where he can be all that he is supposed to be. And then as a leadership team, like the leadership team that Nick's on, they look at themselves and go, what can we do to carry a burden that maybe he's not supposed to be carrying as much of? And if you're a congregant and you're in a place of depression, then by God, may those leaders and your pastors be there for you to, to help you and to walk you through. And may you not be afraid to send a text, an email, a phone call that says, help. I've got nothing. That's, that's, (laughs) no, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, don't let, don't let fear, don't let, for goodness sakes, don't let pride get in the way of getting help. Don't let those things hold you back from working through whatever your your situation is and hindering you from being the best man, woman of God that you can be in Christ. Because I'll tell you what, it's hard to follow through with what Paul says. Rejoice, and in all things I say, rejoice. It's hard, easier said than done. Oh, yeah. But then you remember what Paul has gone through. And went through his whole life, and you're like, and he could say that. <laughs> Puts it in perspective. That's for, sure. that's for sure. So, we hope you enjoyed this two part podcast because that's what it's end up going to be getting split in half <laughs> to. Uh, to. Okay. Um, but take it from us, Nick and Joe. You know, we are we are two guys who deal with anxiety and depression. We are two guys that deal with deployment related issues. Uh, we are men who are Christians. We are leaders, and we deal with this. We suffer with this. It is a thorn in our side that, trust me, we have prayed more than I think Paul said he prayed three times or two times for it to go away. Trust us, we've prayed innumerable times for these things to not be in our lives, but yet they still are there. And even though we continue to pray for it to go away, we still will rejoice in that which we suffer because in our weakness, he is stronger. And also me and Nick get exclusive opportunities to, with what we go through to not only do this podcast and be able to say, Hey, guess what? We've been there. We've done that. We know what it's like. We still suffer through it. Here's how we walk through it. But we also get to help individuals, especially in the military our brothers and sisters in arms who deal with this stuff. Um, we get an opportunity that no other, that not many Christian leaders and members get the opportunity to do. And that's to be a witness of God's sustaining strength, even in the midst of it. And to be able to look at someone and say, I know I get it. And with that, I want to say that if you have nobody else you can, you can talk to, you don't feel like you can trust um, I know we're just two guys behind two microphones, but our email is always, it's 24 hours. We respond. Just uh, 
just find our email address and please reach out because we may not understand everything about your circumstance, but at the very least we can listen. And if you ask, we can get you going in the right direction because the last thing we want is to go on a two-parter about mental health and not offer our services for what we can do to anyone who, who doesn't have uh, somebody they can reach out to. We can listen. And we can, we can help you. We can, I mean, if you're, if you're depressed and you're looking for a, a biblical church to maybe get plugged into, we can, we, we can use Google pretty good. We can, <laughs> we, <laughs> we can know find, how to Google. We can Google all day long and help you out. Yeah. Um, I mean, now we may, we may guide you to some more reformed leaning churches, but we will get you to a biblical church and we will do what we can to help you. Even if that is just listening. Our email is contemporaryconvos at gmail.com. We normally get junk mail, and we'd love to get a real email. So, uh, <laughs> not supposed to say that. A <laughs> no, no, we get emails all the time. But yeah. we're popular. Yeah, that's that's a big negative. No, but in all, in all seriousness, feel free to email. The email is open anytime. You can even message our Facebook page. We we will certainly. Yeah, and we're on Twitter. As well, he's on um, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I'm well, not a Twitter our guy. radio, this yeah, podcast he, is on Twitter. He manages. The I don't think we've posted anything in a long time because Twitter's a cesspool. It's just bleh, and we're on Instagram. But what we're saying uh-huh. is we're here. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, you can email us, and then from there we can we can go on from there. But we just excuse me, I'm tired tonight. It's, it's the sleepy. Mountain Dew has not it's done its job. Sleepy um, Joe over there. Yeah. Sleepy Joe. Hey, be careful. Um, <laughs> You know, we just want you to understand. I think that's why we wanted to do a mental health episode seven, eight months in, because we want you to know that uh, we're real just like you are. I think we've tried to show that in all of our episodes, that we are just a couple of dudes who love Jesus, who try to live by the tenets of our faith as best we can, and we happen to be leaders in church. Uh, But at the same time, we are as human as you. Uh, We are not to be on a pedestal. We are not a figurehead and should never be and no pastor should be. Uh, and because of that, we can look at you, well, or you could hear our silly voices, <laughs> basically tell you that we're just like you. We've been there. We've and done in, that. In a lot of ways, we've been there. We, 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 can't, we can't directly um, understand every situation, but Christ went through every temptation and every suffering that you have. So... Look to him, look to your brothers and sisters in Christ, and if you don't have one that you know of that you can trust, reach out to the brothers behind the microphones right here. That's right. Just send us an email. You can call it Dear Abby. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Just don't call us late for dinner because um, we had good burgers tonight. That's yeah, we what we did. did. Um, good dinner. That's right. Make so this is Contemporary Conversations. I'm Joe. And I am Nick. And may you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Contemporary Conversations podcast. You can find us on the interwebs at Contemp Convos for Twitter, Contemporary Convos for Instagram, or on our Facebook page, Contemporary Convos. You can also email us anytime at contemporaryconvos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and God bless.